I'm stuck in the chicken coop. Oh man. Entertaining for you. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. There's a latch there so that it doesn't lock on me. Hey, this is Jared. Hey friends, this is Annette, and this is our <laughs> Azure Farm podcast where we're gonna talk about all things farm, family, home, and all things in between. We hope you enjoy it. Hello friend, how are you today? I'm so excited because this is part three to a short series we've been talking about on ways to kind of homestead successfully or start homesteading successfully. So to recap, number one was dream big. Nope. No, it wasn't. No, that was not. I don't even know my reasons. Who are you? We're going to start over. Ready? Here we go. Know your why. That's number one. Know your why. Why do you want to homestead? Why do you want to move to the country or do anything? Okay, number two, dream big and write it down. All right, dream big, write it down. Number three, here we go. Jared, do a drum roll, please. (laughs) That sounds like you're purring. (laughs) Slow down and start small. But before we dive into that, I would like to say that my co-host today is only half here. He has gotten some sort of... I've been busy soiling myself. (laughs) 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 That was a joke from another episode. If you never heard that episode, it's a few few back. I think it's called... Pretty fun. I don't know, but it's... Anyways, okay. Have you ever been to the developing world and gotten (laughs) something in your belly that... Did not want to stay in your belly, but wanted to expel itself forcefully out of your body. Last time I had this, I was in India. Well, that's what you Jared has. You question your own existence, and here it is in my house. <laughs> and he has not been traveling anywhere crazy. Holy so moly. I'm not sure what virus or thing Jared has gotten, but mm. something is not right. No. In his abdomen. <laughs> that's exactly right. Thank you. <laughs> Carry on. You can hear lots of the net this episode. All right. So if you don't hear Jared as much, he is being a trooper and it's going to chime in some, but he's kind of like checked out with the illness. So this one is my favorite of all the three. And I think because there's lots of reasons, but slowing down and starting small, I think is honestly the best advice I could give someone If you are going to make any great change in your life, doing too many things at once and starting too many things at once can be so overwhelming. And I think the biggest kind of comment I'll hear people say uh, are things like, you know, how do you manage it all? You know, how's your time management? All these things. And I think a lot of times it it boils down to you kind of have to know what you're focusing on and what's most important at the moment. But once you know like why you want to homestead, why you want to live in the country, all these things, and you've dreamt big and have like this whole like master plan, you can really kind of zoom in and say, okay, what is most important to us now? Well, I think if I could just add my whatever voice, um, I think it's fun in contrast with the dreaming big. You've dreamt big, but slowing down really helps you think through, did you overthink or underthink anything in your dreaming big stage? And I think, honestly, the slowing down and starting small is key 
to being able to achieve your big dream, your big long-term dream. Because if you start from the beginning, I will give you an example of what we did, which is not what you should do. Ooh, we've moved to property. Yay. We're going to homestead. What are we going to do? Okay, Jared, I'd like you to put in fruit trees, please. I'd like you to also put in blueberries. Oh, we have to do a garden. Wait, no. The separate project. I've got an animal building that needs to be made. Oh, wait, hold on. Can you redo the animal um, building? Hold on. We got to make the animal building better because it's not what we needed. Oh, now we got to put in more fencing. Hold on. We really should do a greenhouse, obviously, because we're going to have to start seeds right away. Oh, you know what? The barn That's funny. really isn't outfitted exactly <laughs> like we need. Can we go ahead and do that? That's funny. We like had none of this advice when we started. No, I'm I know. realizing like, this is a train wreck. It's a train wreck. So... Basically, it's it is it is overwhelming. <clears throat> so, I read a post. I don't. I had not talked to Jared about this on social media that I saw the other day, and it really drove this point home. And it was a family that said, "Why we are no longer going to homestead after three years." And do you want to guess? Jared, what you think the reasons were? I think they were overwhelmed. It was 100%. We were overwhelmed with too many things. Uh But let me explain. They felt like we want a homestead. We want to do this. So they threw themselves in 110%. And here's where I feel like if you don't know your why of why you're wanting to do this, most Everyone's definition of what a homesteader is, is this. You have to have a milk cow. You absolutely have to have a milk cow. You have to grow, you know, and like raise your own chickens for meat. You need a tractor, obviously, because you're going to do like big scale farming. Um, If you're not preserving all of your produce, if you're not basically like, um, if you're not like putting stuff away, all these things, you're not a good homesteader. And so when I read this post, I thought, oh, wow. It was basically like they got so discouraged because in doing all those million things, which none of those are bad, but those all take so much work um, and so much knowledge and honestly money. It takes a lot of money. A lot of times, you know, homesteading, it can be a lot more expensive at the beginning because you're putting in money to get, you know, the fencing, to get the animals. And then you hope those will kind of give you something in return. But they got so overwhelmed because they did so many things feeling like this is what we need to do. Not realizing, hey, maybe to you know, reap the benefits of living in the country and slowing down. We don't maybe need to get a milk cow right away. We don't need to do, you know, X, Y, Z. Focusing on just one big project at a time can save you so much headache. If you hear anything I say or anything we've said in any podcast, I really want to drive this home. Really focus on the things that are most important to you that you can afford, that you can actually have time for. Animals require a lot of time. A lot of, you know, at the beginning, we were like, yes, let's get all the animals. We had so many alpacas. 
so many different things. And it was a lot, especially with a small child. If you have children in the mix, that's a whole nother, you know, thing that is just going to make it more, (laughs) more difficult on you. So think about what is most important to you at first. Is it gardening? Is it putting in fruit trees? You know, all these things start with those start small. When it comes to gardening, for example, let's say you dreamed up your huge plan for your garden long term, you want it to be this size and you want to grow all these things. You've seen all these beautiful pictures on Pinterest and everyone's got like the perfect garden, the perfect space. I fall, you know, I am guilty of being one of those that wanted that. And yes, I think my garden is pretty now and all those things, but it's a lot to take on at once. Our garden maybe is too big sometimes. It's too much to keep up. But what if you have that big dream and goal and then you just decide, hey, I'm going to do just four garden beds, not 30. I'm going to do four. I'm going to grow what I can this season. I'm going to learn. Because when you slow down and you start small, you really get to learn about what it is that's most important to you. And you learn about your land. That is something. If you don't take the time to really observe where you're moving over the seasons, there are things you might not know. I always remember when, you know, I was joking about doing those buildings for animals and I was like, Jared, build this, build this. We basically put in some structures for the animals down in our front pastures where I thought they looked cute. I'm not going to lie. And then I realized (laughs) after, you know, we had them in place, we didn't put them in the best spot. One of them is a hundred percent where it is like a mad river flooding when it rains here. And we live in Georgia and we get these like wild, crazy storms where one hour it'll be sunny. And then the next hour it is a downpour and there is so much water. And so it's like, why did I just put an animal housing straight up in the middle of where water's going to be rushing through? They can't lay down in there to hide from the storm. I mean, I guess they won't get wet up top, but they can't get really comfortable because they're like in direct line of of rushing water. So if I would have just waited to see how the rain moved um, in a storm, I would have known maybe we shouldn't put our animal building there. Like that's huge. When you're planning for a garden, if you move and decide we're putting our garden in right now, Well, what if you didn't realize how much sunlight does this truly get, you know, in winter also, all times of year, how much sunlight? Will there be enough sunlight to give those sun-loving veggies, you know, eight hours of sun a day so they can really thrive and grow? That's like a big upset if you realize you put your garden in a spot where you don't get enough sun. Um, What if you, let's say, put your garden in a spot where there's not good drainage and it gets waterlogged and stuff doesn't grow because of that. So that's something to think about. Uh, Doing big things to me, like a greenhouse or adding like a big barn or adding, you know, all those things, I think come later after you've kind of decided what it is you want to do, what it is you want to focus on. You honestly can start seeds indoors. The first couple years, I started seeds in our bedroom indoors on a table next to a window. And those seedlings, you know what? They grew just fine. And I 
had a wonderful harvest from those tiny seedlings that I grew inside my house. So you don't have to have a big structure, which is expensive. So speaking of the money aspect of it, I want you to really keep in mind another thing this family mentioned as to why they weren't homesteading anymore was that the financials were too hard. So they did something that I'm afraid a lot of people do as well. And it's, we're going to go full in. We're going to quit all our jobs, quit everything we're doing. And we're just going to make money on homesteading. Please don't do that. Do not do that. I will tell you that that will put you and your family in a financial stress that if you can avoid it, um, I would recommend you not do. I would say if you can still work the job you have somehow and you want to homestead and buy a little property, and again, let's remember, you don't have to homestead just on land and acres and all the chickens. You can homestead in an apartment. However, just keep in mind that if you are moving somewhere and you are making a change, that sort of thing, you want to have a plan for what you're going to do financially before you move, okay? I think if you assume that you're going to make all your money off of selling produce or farming or selling meat or making things, you're going to be really disappointed at finding out how hard it is to really make a good living out of that. And then you're just going to be in a, in a bind. So uh, for the longest time, you know, I was still working at the hospital and driving back and forth. Yeah, you're going to drive further. Sure, you know, that's an inconvenience of maybe moving out to the country. But I felt like that outweighed, you know, the the negative driving aspect, you know, the happiness we were experiencing by just being out here and having fresh air and being away from the noise on, you know, days off and things like that far outweighed any negatives from, you know, driving further to go into the city. Uh, and we talked about this too in one of our latest podcasts that you can't plan to move in the middle of nowhere either because that's not going to help you. You know, you're going to be really sad when it takes you two to three hours to drive, you know, to the nearest whatever, um, that'll also be discouraging. So um, think about a financial plan of how you're going to support yourself and your family. And then slowly, yes, there are ways you can make money. There are other things you can do, but I would say implement those, um, figure those out once you kind of are in the process of living this different lifestyle. Don't just cut everything cold turkey and then decide you're going to and assume you're going to make an income is what I'm saying. So just slowing down allows you to really, I don't know, evaluate all of those things. So the family that I read their post on social media, they basically said they weren't quitting with the concept of the lifestyle. So they weren't quitting the spending more time with their family, gardening, doing things outdoors. What they were kind of stopping was the full-on having to make their homestead be their business and and just their whole life because they felt that's what was draining. That's what was overwhelming. So do what works for you. I think for us, um, you know, there are some, certain things, aspects of homesteading we've talked about before that we don't do. We don't process our animals for meat, so that's not one of the things we do. We don't have a dairy cow, so we don't have to milk the cow. We don't have dairy goats, so we don't milk the goats. Those are lots of things that do take a lot of time, and you have to be prepared for. 
and be prepared if you go out of town. Those are things. It's a whole it's a whole different ball game when you got to find a farm sitter that can help milk your animals <laughs> versus just come you know feed your animals. So um, it took us. I I kind of um, have a little bit of a hard time with uh, when people will make comments regarding, oh, your place is so beautiful. I love all those things you have, all these things, because it really has taken us a long time to get to a place where we have all these things. Um, and I, I don't want people to think you need this perfect, idyllic, just like um, picturesque homestead before you start doing anything. So start small, figure out what you want to do, and then just go from there and slowly add things. And you know what? You might change your mind like, oh, I didn't want that. I, and once you actually start doing it, you realize, oh, those things on our on our dreaming big list, meh, those can go away. So um, take it to heart. If there's anything you listen to, slow down, <laughs> start small. And I think you will really reap the benefits of that and enjoy this life so much more and it be something that you then are so excited about, as we have been, that you want to share with others and you want others to do as well. And then hopefully you will inspire others to do the same. So I hope you take that advice to heart. Hopefully Jared feels better next week. Are you feeling any better? <laughs> no, you're hilarious. <laughs> All right, we will be back next time. And thank you so much for listening.